Are smartphones good or bad? Are they evil or are they wonderful? I think the answer is yes. And listen to find out why. Hey there, sweet mommies. This is Sherry Hayes, the homeschooling mom of 15, bringing you encouragement and delight for your day. So wash the dishes, fold the laundry, nurse the baby, or just sit and sip some tea while we dive into the good life in Jesus. So when we talk about smartphones, okay, and when we talk about whether they're good or bad, and I said yes to that question, it's because I think that smartphones are just like a lot of different modern inventions, such as guns, sewing machines, cars, planes, or telephones, you know, the old dumb telephones. <laughs> Even food, although it isn't an invention, but an essential to life, has its good and its bad sides. The one element that determines whether something is good or evil is this, our self-control. Now, we talked a lot about that in my last podcast, but I will iterate it here as well. Without self-control, almost anything becomes destructive. You can die from an overdose of water or oxygen, <laughs> can't you? Fire can warm your house and cook your food, or it can burn your house and your body. Guns can defend from ravenous animals and marauders, or it can murder and maim innocents. Sewing machines even, they can lighten manual labor, but they also, historically, they took away jobs from moms at home who just sat and sewed garments, right? So they were positive, but they were negative. And if you think about it, automobiles can rush someone to the hospital to save their life, but they can also crash and make it necessary for people to go to the hospital. <laughs> Smartphones are the same. They can encourage or they can discourage. They can inform or they can deceive. They can strengthen relationships or they can destroy relationships. They can connect us or they can isolate us. But all of it depends on our choices. The good news is that even though they, you know, the social engineers and other despotic types, desire to enslave us with smartphones, they are mistaken. This is because their godless premise keeps them from realizing the truth of God. People such as B.F. Skinner, who is a famous behaviorist, believe we are like dogs, you know, Pavlov's dog, <laughs> programmable via a series of rewards and punishments to do the will of whoever is in charge. To them, technology is their conduit for the enslavement of mankind, right? But there is a God in heaven, and he is never shocked or surprised by their efforts he is always a million steps ahead, and while they are huddled together planning and tinkering with the tools of their trade, they don't see all of the things God is working through them. <laughs> I want to read to you some scriptures here. How about Psalm 2 for starters? Now, I don't know if you've read this before. This is one of my favorites. It says, Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath. 
and distress them in his deep displeasure. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance, and the ends of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, be wise, O kings. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and you perish in the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all those who put their trust in him. Now, here's another scripture. It is Second uh, Corinthians 2.14. Now, thanks be to God, who always leads us to triumph in Christ, and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. That's always in triumph. Always. To win. Sometimes, maybe, every once in a while. No, God always leads us to triumph as we, as we are in Christ. Romans 8, 38-39 For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, that gives us a really good picture of it doesn't matter. Now, we think all these times it's never been quite like this. Oh, I'm very sorry. But when you look at history, if you study ancient history and you look at the time when the people had the Jesus living among them and then they, they were formulating the Bible and, and all the miracles and all the newness of the church and we think, oh, we're so, oh man, they had it so good. I mean, when you actually go back and find out what kind of a culture they were living in, what kind of things they had to endure. Uh, you know, pornography is not a new thing, but back then they used to put it in mosaics on the wall as you walked down the street. <laughs> you know? And uh, I, you know, it's, there's nothing new under the sun. So I don't think that's necessarily accurate. Okay. Now here's one thing to remember also. With social media, you get more of what you look at, right? Well, it's easier to gain access to negative filthy content. It is also easier to access the Bible, sermons, testimonies, encouragement, and knowledge that helps uh, with helps with godly practical living, you know, God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. For instance, in immoral circles, Instagram is known for erotic content. I mean, this was a shocker to me. Somehow, um, I watched a segment someplace and they were talking about, you know, how they were talking about these certain persons that were into pornography and eroticism. And they talked about IG or that's what I call it, Instagram, being the place where they hooked up with other people with the same intent. And I thought, wow, that's crazy because I don't see Instagram that way at all. Because when I'm on Instagram, I have found that there is a place there where godly women are encouraging each other all the time. And um, so that's very interesting to me. So it, it really, it depends on what you're looking for. That's what you will find. Um, what, we, what we need to do, however, and you know, some, I, I, for a while back, I was thinking, I was told that um, the major social media people, they were conducting a lot of um, 
uh, uh, censorship and stuff. And so, yeah, I know we still have to deal with that. Okay. We, because of the society we live in, but what we can do is we can harness it for the good we can do in it for the kingdom of God. Can't we, what we need is to develop some strategies. We need to exercise self-control by tapping into the fruit of the spirit in the new man. And so there's some scriptures for that as well. And the first scripture is in second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So we are new creations. And according to this new creation, we have a spirit that is new. It's, it's in the image of Christ. And so we can tap into that via the fruits of the spirit. I mentioned in Galatians 5, 22 through 23. And those are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Okay, those are the fruits of the Spirit, and we can tap into that, and self-control is among that list. So we tap into that so that we can exercise, not not in our own flesh, not in our own strength, but by God's strength, we can tap into that and have self-control when we're online or on on our smartphone. Okay, now, secondly, we need to have a purpose. Now, getting on a cell phone or sorry, getting on a smartphone is a lot like walking into like Walmart or Target or something like that um, with a credit card that has nothing on it, you know, and we've got a, we've got a really large limit. We've got this credit card and we walk into Walmart or Target and all the displays are made for us to want to buy that stuff, right? Now, if we have a list and we walk in there and if we can stick to the list, we are going to be fine. But if we don't stick to the list, we're going to end up in trouble. (laughs) Okay. So you have to have a list before you go on your smartphone. You never allow yourself to just float on a smartphone. Okay. You have to develop a specific purpose before you start to scroll and, uh, you need to have a purpose and stick to it. Whenever you find yourself floating, quote unquote, rein it in and get back to your plan. If you have to make a list before you turn your phone on or put yourself on a timer, it's worth it to do that. Okay. Uh, Thirdly, we need to avoid temptations. Develop strategies to keep your eyes and your mind from areas that flash the bad in front of you. Okay. Now, like there are some uh, old um, email services that we stay off of that used to be like, used to be free, used to be good, but they have horrible horrible um stuff on there all the time so we keep off of that okay um but that's not so much anymore now it's like you can get on like pinterest and stuff like that if you have a problem with that stay off pinterest i'm just saying um there are algorithms will bring up anything that we pay attention to so don't allow your curiosity to investigate the clickbait there's always some clickbait like they'll put part of a story um They'll say, well, she thought that, that she, her husband was faithful until she found this in his, on his cell phone or something like that. And you go, what did he, what did she find on there? You know, so, so you want to like click on the story and find more. And then they're going to keep bringing those stinking stories up. But if it's just there on the side, and if you can resist the temptation to look at that, then, you know, it's going to be less and less. Maybe it won't totally go away, but you'll still have a choice, right? It won't be, they're all over the place. And then more stuff crops up. And just because you were just curious one time, okay, just, just resist. All right. 
Now, it's also helpful to have regular fastings. Take a day each week and keep your phone off all day, or you can allow yourself to get on social media um, only for a few hours on the weekend and the rest of the week you stay off. That's another way to do it so that you don't have to totally, like if you want to catch up and see how people are doing, you know, you can get on there like for a few hours on a Friday afternoon after your work's done or whatever you have. Um, well, you know, when the kids are taking a nap in the afternoon, whatever, whenever you have a little bit of time, then you take a little time to get on there. Otherwise you stay off of it. Okay. Um, now develop for strategies for when you're just bored. Sometimes we get on social media, we get on our smartphones when we just like, we just don't have anything else to do. Like we're waiting for someone in an appointment or something like that. So you can have some stuff on hand to keep yourself busy. That doesn't involve social media. Okay. You can, uh, have a novel or a nonfiction book to read you know, something that's going to help you and encourage you in your life. Okay. Have some scripture cards. What I do is I like to take, um, index cards and I'll write scriptures on there that I'm meditating on or memorizing. Actually, I meditate more. And then as I meditate, I memorize, I don't know if you're like that, but I'll have like a set of those, of those, uh, cards with me and I'll just read through those. Um, play a musical instrument. Uh, sometimes when you're at home and you're like, um, I'm kind of in a lull. I have to wait for this laundry to get done or what have you, or something's in a crock pot and we're kind of in between things. The kids are all happy. They're doing something. What can I do with myself? Well, go get, I mean, I play guitar and you can play harmonica. You can play the recorder. You could do something like that. And, um, actually we have like seven or eight guitars in our house. And sometimes we'll sit in the same room and practice different things at the same time. <laughs> It's crazy. But anyway, so that's something you could do. Okay. Handicrafts. You could have, now I like to do this. I like to have a bag or a basket or something close by and I'll either have like an embroidery project or a crochet project or something I'm sewing or something I'm drawing. I like to draw. I'm doing a project for Christmas. And so I'll, I'll always have that kind of someplace where I can grab it. And sometimes if I know I'm going someplace and we'll be there for a while, I'll take that with me. You know, I try to make, do something portable and then I'm doing something with my hands and I can either listen to music. I can talk to other people while I'm working with my hands. And that really helps. Okay. You can also use it more like a radio. And I do this a lot with my smartphone or my, or tablet. I will put that thing in my, I have like a stand in my kitchen and while I'm washing the dishes, I'll be listening to a podcast or something like that. And I think we all pretty much know how to do that. Or, you know, while you're exercising, you know, put some earbuds in and go for a walk and you're, you know, you're, you're encouraging yourself, you're listening, but don't always do that. Even like allow yourself quiet time where you're just thinking or praying or just enjoying your surroundings. Okay. Way back in the nineties. All right. Biblical femininity was under attack just like it is today. It was difficult to find like-minded ladies anywhere. The internet was in its infancy, but even in the early stages, it allowed us to find encouragement and gain inspiration from one another. I'm so glad God has seen fit to allow this innovation into our lives to make up for the ways modernity has tried to separate us and weaken us because we have everything coming against biblical femininity and traditional roles in our society today. It's so nice to click on something on Instagram and find that someone else, those encouraging words of so many ladies on there are so amazing. 
you know, to listen to a podcast from someone who's telling you, you know, encouraging you to love your husband, to love your children, doing the tightest two things. It is so amazing how God has been using this technology for us, isn't it? So what ways has God been helping you with technology? I, I know we go on and on everybody's bad, 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 evil, 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 but you know, we've just got to be honest. We all get encouragement from it. <laughs> So why don't you, if you can, I mean, I'm going to be putting this on my blog, momdelights.com. And, um, you know, I have an Instagram account, you know, send me a message. Tell me how, what positive things that smartphones have done for you. <laughs> like, you know, how you can use it as a flashlight when you lose your money underneath your desk. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> now for something more. So for something more today, I would like to talk about whiny prayers. Now this subject came up on Sunday after church and the pastor had been talking about the account of David and Goliath. Okay. And one of the points he made is that there is no mention of David praying before he faced Goliath. Not even one time is it mentioned in that whole account that David prayed before he faced the giant. Okay. The implication is that David lived in such connection with God that there was no prayer necessary, just action. Okay, one daughter said that she hates whiny prayers. God, help me with this and help me do that and help me, help me, help me. <laughs> she said, after a while, God is saying, I'm always here ready to help. So why don't you do something? <laughs> yes, we are told over and over again to rest in God, but we can actually hide behind this and use it as an excuse for inactivity. We actually make God our excuse for not facing unpleasant tasks in our lives, okay? Rest, quote unquote, means we are taking action in our lives without carrying anxiety. It means we're not worried about anything. It doesn't mean we're not doing anything. Like think about the Israelites when they went into the land, the, the, went into their rest, right? Their rest was Canaan. It was the land flowing with milk and honey. But what did they have to do in order to rest? They had to fight. Remember, they had to fight and push the people there out, even the giants. So they had to fight to rest. Okay, that's a scriptural thing. You can read all about it in he Hebrews. Okay, so sometimes instead of obediently tackling a problem, we pray about it. So we make ourselves feel like we're actually doing something. Now I'll tell you a funny story about me to illustrate this. So we have a front loading washing machine and every once in a while it was flashing an OE thing. It's a, it's an LG and it, what OE means is that there's like a restriction someplace when it's trying to evacuate the water from the tub, there's a restriction. So what I would do is I would do little like tricks to try to get it, you know, get the code off and everything. And uh, it was being coming, becoming more and more frequent. Right. And I thought, um, I said, Lord, you know, what's going on with this machine? You know, I don't want to have to pay for it, you know, to be a uh, service or anything like that. And I had something flash in my mind that it probably needed the filter. You know, there's this little I don't know, drain filter thing that needs to be pulled out and cleaned every once in a while. And I really didn't want to do that, you know, but what I did is I kind of like excused myself and I thought, well, you know, well, Lord, I'm just going to pray over this machine and ask you to heal it. So I did. 
I prayed over the machine and I asked God to heal it. Well, lo and behold, as they say, it continued to do the OE, 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 and eventually it was not working past a few minutes. And the Lord said to me, Sherry, why don't you go and clean out the filter? So finally I went. <laughs> And I opened and that filter had so much junk in it. I thought, wow, how in the world has this machine been functioning? So that is an example of, I didn't need to pray about that, girls. I needed to go and take care of that. And I just laughed so hard. And I know the Lord was laughing with me. <laughs> so when we think of David, he didn't waste time and energy praying about facing Goliath. He knew it was the right thing to do, so he did it. <laughs> One hard-hitting phrase from the preacher was this. Things won't remain the same. If we don't engage, they will get worse. And that really happened with my washing machine, didn't it? And sometimes in our lives, if we don't, if we have a hard situation in our lives and we can do something about it, we can't always do something about it. And sometimes God tells us not to, definitely. But where we can do something about it, but it's unpleasant so we don't, it doesn't remain the same. It gets worse. Now I have a scripture to go along with this, and that is James 4, 17. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. So <laughs> both these things I talked about probably are from different perspectives than you've heard, but I hope it blessed you. <laughs> and I hope it encouraged you today, even though, I don't know, hopefully it'll kick you in the bottom like I needed to be kicked in the bottom the other day. So I hope this has blessed you. If you could, would you help spread this message by liking, reviewing, and sharing it with others wherever you hear it? And don't forget to visit my blog at momdelights.com. You go to the, ma the main page and then uh, if you're on your smartphone, uh, there will be these little lines you can click on there and it'll have my blog. And you can go and I will put a post up about this with all the links and interesting things in there. Okay. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day in Jesus. Bye-bye.